Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. In this hour, in 39 seconds time, the COO of the Edmonton Oilers or, uh, Entertainment Group, Tom and Selmney. And then we will have Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta. Reminder, no live racing Sunday at Century Mile due to the extreme cold. And we'll have a one-on-one sit-down conversation with Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers coming up as well. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. It's our title sponsor. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Again, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Floor is strong enough for every mini sticks tournament. And reach us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Seven months ago, the Oilers organization announced a restructuring. Tom and Selmy, who spent years working for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment and then had a, uh, a run in Ottawa as well and in a senior management position on the business side, came in uh, to oversee things here in Edmonton and we welcome back uh, to the show Tom I don't think we've had you on since this, uh, maybe once during the season uh, how's the first seven months gone for you good really good we're uh, well we got lots of momentum going right now that's for sure the battle of Alberta is going hard and uh, and uh, you know we're heading into an all-star break here and uh, the race is going to be on coming out of it and you know I think our fans are noticing that things are uh, improving both on and off the ice and it's just uh steady the course and and keep plugging and uh and uh, good things are going to happen so you come in and uh you, you talk about the fans and, and communication and uh, i mean how many how many like how many different calls did you would you take in a day and that sort of thing for people that want to give you and provide feedback and i know you have focus groups and those sort of things as well 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 lots um and, and in fact, we had a focus group last night that was kind of funny. And there was a couple of guys behind the glass, and they were, you know, started trashing me. They bring this guy in from Toronto, and he's a Bay Street suit and all this kind of thing. And I phoned them both today, uh-huh. and uh, and we had a nice chat and talked about what we're doing and where we're going. And I thanked them for the great advice we got. We got lots of great ideas, and uh, you know, this is not rocket science it's like everything else you talk to your customer you understand what they want uh our fan base is pretty bruised uh we get that and uh you know kenny and bob and the guys are 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 doing what they need to do on the ice so that uh we can do our job off the ice and everyone's going to be happy and it's gonna be a lot of fun when it happens yeah and we're we're sitting here and there's five teams jammed within two points so the orders are right there which is where you'd want to be i mean the only thing better would be if you were at 70 points and i don't think anybody realistically thought well maybe after a 5-0 start we thought maybe you know you might be a little bit of separation but other than a condensed schedule in december um where the team played 14 games in 23 the the team has played pretty well they didn't get a lot of practice time in when they've had practice time they've looked pretty good which is i think a reflection on the coaching um 
I think the coach has a good tone from what I can tell on a day-by-day basis being around him. Do you get the sense that there's confidence building from the fan base for the management and the coach? Because that's been areas that's been challenged in the past over the years. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, we heard some of that last night. And, you know, when when they're as bruised as they as they are, um, there's a little bit of wait and see. And, you know, we've all talked about this. We're not in the promises business here anymore. We, we've got to be in the delivery business. Let's just deliver results and, and, and good things will happen. Um, but, you know, we're hearing nice, cautious optimism. You know, show me. There's a little of that going on still, but I think people get, you know, when you've got people like Ken Holland and Dave Tippett who've been around the league a long time and have had real success, uh, you know, they, they these guys are... Uh, they're pros, and 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 it's it's real fun to work with them. It's one of the reasons I'm here, and it's and they're fun to work with, and they know what it takes, and uh, and uh, we know what it takes off the ice, and we're doing what we got to do there, and uh, you know we uh, you know we got a great. Uh, I keep looking at that. We're, we're sitting up here in the press box, and I look at this building, and it's like this. We've got the canvas, and now we just got to paint the right picture, and yeah, uh, and we're on our way. Uh, two significant contributors from a development perspective. Uh, there's five guys last year that spent most of last season in Bakersfield. Uh, but Ethan Bear, who's a wonderful story in himself, and Kyler Yamamoto, I mean, those guys are playing top four or uh, on defense or uh, top two lines up front. And, you know, there's... I remember having a conversation with somebody a number of years ago about Danny Heatley. You know, and he was making $7 million bucks a year and he wanted out of Ottawa. And, you know, could the Oilers get in on Danny Heatley? And I remember saying to the guy, I said, they'd be better off spending $3 million on drafting and development than $7 million on Danny Heatley. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, and I, and I, I just, I, I, I'm looking slowly at what's, because you also oversee, your department oversees the business side of Bakersfield and what gets developed and then can in turn oversees the, the hockey. And, and that is an important part of this process. It's not just happens with, what, with, with the Oilers, but also the Condors and the Oil Kings as well. Yeah, we're, you know, we are in the people business and we're in the development business. And, you know, that's players, that's our people in the office. It's it's you, it's me, it's everything. I mean, we need to be an organization that is thinking every single day about how do every single one of us get a bit better. And if you do that, and obviously that applies to the hockey club, and yeah. you know, <laughs> that, that, that one's sort of easy to read, uh, And uh, but it applies to all of us as well. And if we do that, and if we keep our eyes focused on the prize, you know, it's about our fans, it's about developing our people, it's about what we do in the community, it's about delivering results, we're just going to be fine. Is it as simple as uh, Tom and Salmi joining us right now, the Chief Operating Officer for the Edmonton Oilers organization, the Oilers Entertainment Group? Is it as simple as you just got to win, or is it, or is it more than that? Listen, winning, we all get a lot smarter. There's no question. And when you don't win, you're the not. broadcasts sound better. Everything oh, else, yeah. with everything smell, tastes and feels and looks better. But I always remember Wendell Clark gave me some great advice once, and he said, "You know what? Don't ever forget, you're never as bad as they say you are, but you're never as good as they say you are either." And and uh, you know, Kenny's got a, a, a saying he uses all the time. He says, "You know, hand on the tiller or something like that, hand on the right. rudder." And and it is, it's all about that. It's stability. It's about, you know, if you know where you're getting to and you know how to get there, then you just stick with it. And there's gonna, you know, the the waves are gonna come over the 
the bower once in a while, all that stuff, you know. Right. But you, you know, you weather the storm. You just keep keep sticking to your knitting and keep doing things right, and 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 you end up with the right result. And yeah. you know, we're it's a great industry for that, right? Our fans are so passionate. I mean, we got a whole section of the newspaper devoted to reminding us how dumb we are every day. But you know, if you just stick with it and do the right things, in, the, in this case, of course, it's a show every every day for one hour. But right. you know, stick with it every single day. Do the right things. The the right things end up happening. Tom and Selmy joining us right now on Oilers Now. Uh, you, you mentioned the guy called you a Bay Street guy, for, and it couldn't be further from the truth because you're originally from Saskatchewan. Is that right? Or you went to I'm school? I'm actually originally born and raised in Toronto, but I went to school in Saskatchewan. University of Saskatchewan. Yeah. And you worked in the mining business. Worked in the mining business out here for a bit. Uh, I'm in Alberta. I, I haven't got out there yet since I've been back. i got to get out there because I haven't been was there Was it the Cataman Mines? What, what mine, mines that were That was a uh, coal mine, Union Oil coal mine. Okay. I, think. I was a young, young guy, you know, yeah. young engineer. And, uh, you know, up in northern Saskatchewan and some potash mines had a had a nice little run of mining before I got into sports back in the late 80s. And uh, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Are the, you know, our Oilers fans, are the uh, the clients and the, and the customers of the Edmonton Oilers, are they different than the one? Is it a completely different feel in Toronto? Uh, you know what? A little bit. But I, I, not... You know, listen, is there a bigger client, a corporate client base in a city like Toronto or New York or whatever? Absolutely. Um, we got lots of corporate clients here, too. We've got lots of great hockey fans here. There's lots of great hockey fans in Toronto. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, people are people, and they're here for a reason. They're here because they love their team. They're here to get treated well. They're here to have a great experience. They're here to see a great hockey game, hopefully. Um, you know, I, the, the thing I like that's great about Edmonton is, you know, we have real, real passionate fans here. And I, I remember telling some, seeing a statistic a long time ago about um, – you know, in in I think it was Boston's, a, you know, a city of 3.2 million people, and there's almost 1.4 million hockey fans. And I, and I remember thinking to myself, and then there's Edmonton, 1.2 million people, and there's 1.2 million hockey fans. Right. So, you know, it's 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 just uh, it's it's religion here, and so the fans are just so passionate, and so deserving of some success again. You know. And I, I just I just think of uh, you know I I know I supplied some information a couple of years ago. Like I look at Twitter, and I was late to get into Twitter. But all of the Edmonton Twitter guys have almost two and a half times their Calgary, ta- uh, you know, counterparts in terms of the various roles on Twitter, right? Which tells you a lot, right there. Um, one of the things, Tom, that I, that you know, it's not just Edmonton; it's Northern Alberta. You guys want to reach out to the various communities as well. We have a lot of people that uh, take a lot of time to drive a couple hours into coming at games, and they're a big part of uh, uh, the orders as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing lots, and we're going to be doing more uh, in those markets. Uh, um, you know, fan development is something you can never stop doing. You know, we're always look. You always got to be looking for tomorrow's fan. You never take for granted anything. You know, yeah, hockey is is top of mind and a real religion here, but you never take that for granted. We've always got to be investing in the community, investing in future fans. Uh, you know, you 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 see markets. Uh, um, you know where where there is um, a lot of diversity, and we've got lots of diversity in in Edmonton here now. Well, they don't come from markets where hockey was the the first sport. And, you know, soccer and things like that. All so, right. you know, we're, we can't ever take that for granted. This, this we got to keep growing the game and keep growing our fan base. Fort Mac, Red Deer, Lloyd, you, you name it. We've got to be there and uh, and and make sure that uh, that um, you know tomorrow's fan is um, is making that drive. Right? Is an Oilers fan. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned in Thirty One Thoughts today the twenty. Do you say the twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two Heritage Classic? Said Edmonton might be at the top of the food chain. I don't know if you can comment on that total. 
curveball for you. Uh, I mean, we've got this wonderful building here. We've got the Holinka Gretzky that's going to be here. Uh, there's going to be playoff hockey for the Oil Kings. That's almost, uh, that's a fait accompli. I mean, they got the best record in the league right now. The Oilers obviously in a position to have some uh, some hockey here and, and playoffs, hopefully. Uh, Holinka Gretzky is in first week of August. We had the World Juniors. I know those just went out as well. It's going to be in this venue. Is it all the realm of possibility that uh, there could be another outdoor game in the place where it was originated from back in November 22nd in 2003? You know, I was at that game in 2003. I still say it's the probably the best sporting event I've ever been to, and I've been to lots of them, you know. Uh, listen, I won't comment on on Elliot's rumor. What I will tell you, though, is, uh, is we have been talking to the league about... Uh, all their events were real interested in, in 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 being tight with the league and doing a lot of different things. We're real interested. All star in, games and those all star everything, you know, and, and you know World Juniors and Holinka and, and the the whole gamut. I mean, you know, this is uh, the cradle of hockey, and we really want to we want to want to make sure that we continue to maintain that position. So we we're open for business for sure. Tom, the uh, the orders had a I'd say a light visiting schedule in early December. We knew that there were going to be some challenges for the building, uh, you know, to be sold out for those games. Uh, the organization has to grind, obviously, and uh, and work with the fan base to have the building uh, full, and there's no BS here. There's no false uh, modesty in insisting that the building's full when it's not. Now, you had the four games before Christmas, or I, didn't, I include the Ranger game. Obviously, the Leafs coming to town, Montreal coming to town, Pittsburgh coming to town, the game against Calgary. Those games were sold out. Uh, there's, there are tickets available for games moving forward. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We've got a handful of tickets moving forward for some of the games. I and mean, Calgary's already sold out, uh, and uh, there's a couple in Feb already sold out. But uh, but some of the upcoming games, including this Saturday, you know, we got we got a handful of tickets. Um, you know, we we we're not apologizing at all. Uh, you know, we're in the ticket selling business now for sure, and uh, and that's fine. Um, wouldn't trade places with a lot of people. That's for sure. You right. know, we've got. Uh, you know, if you if you look at this building, this is a big building. Building and and uh, given the track record over the last several years, our fans are a little bit mad at us. I don't blame them, and uh, and so uh, we've got to work hard to earn their trust and earn them back, and uh, we're doing that. All right, awesome stuff. Thanks for your time, Tom. Anytime. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers now. This is Oilers now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chad. I saw the cult at uh, River Cree Resort Casino. It was awesome. This is Oilers Now. It's 122 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you. Oilers in the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow. Coyotes hitting the ice today around 2.15 over at the downtown community arena. We just had Edmonton Oilers uh, Entertainment Group Chief Operating Officer Tom Anselmi joining us uh, in studio here. Some guests on the show receive guest certificates to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South Downtown, North Side, Sherwood Park, and now open in West Edmonton Mall. Want to tell you to uh, head out to Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner. For customer satisfaction, right now is a great time to buy. They're clearing out their 2019 significant rebates, specifically on 2019 F-150s, as an example. Give the gang at Brent Ridge a call. That's Uncle Milt, uh, Rich, and Johnny at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. As we head into the Oilers now, injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Uh, Jim Brown, at uh, one time, uh, was with the Edmonton Oil Kings organization. 
when accidents happen, and the Oil Kings, by the way, playing tonight at Rogers Place against the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Back in the 6.30 Chad Studios, fighting his way through a head cold himself is the one and only Brendan Escott. Hurricanes defenseman Dougie Hamilton breaking his fibula, following, falling awkwardly into the boards last night, Bob. He will go undergo surgery as early as today, and a timetable should be established after that. Sad news because he was having a career year. 40 points in 46 games, was off to the All-Star game. He's now being replaced there by teammate Jacob Slavin. Uh, Stars defenseman Stephen Johns, though, was activated from the injured reserve after a year and a half. The 27-year-old has been dealing with concussion issues. He did have four points in two games on a conditioning stint. Coyotes, uh, for tomorrow's opponent, have Barrett Hayton sidelined with a separated shoulder. Goalies Antti Ranta and Darcy Kemper both out with lower body issues. Brad Richardson day-to-day with a lower body ailment. Edmonton, of course, still awaiting the return of Matt Benning, which should happen after the All-Star break. Uh, Antti Ranta, by the way, sounds like he's closing in on a return. Just a quick uh, one that maybe you can answer, Brendan. Dean from PA says, hey guys, question, why are only some of the episodes being put up as podcasts? I can't listen to the full show through the podcast. What's going on there, Brendan? Yeah, we've addressed this a couple times. Um, I believe it's those with newer iPhones or the newer uh, operating software on iPhones that are struggling. I personally am experiencing the same issues, so try unsubscribing and then resubscribing and seeing if that refreshes. I'm still uploading them all. They're just not all being revealed on Apple Podcasts for one reason or the other, so we are working on it. Uh, where It's a kind of a day-to-day thing, but give it a try. Unsubscribe, then resubscribe, and they're always available at 630chad.com. All right, uh, to our one-on-one conversation with Oilers defenseman Darnell Nurse. Last game uh, before the break. What do you guys do to make sure that you're thoroughly engaged and nobody maybe checks out a little early, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's no uh, no time for that. It's a big, uh, big game tomorrow, obviously. You look within the, within the standings, within our division, and uh, it's tight, and these guys have been uh, at the top. So it's... Uh, yeah, anytime that you're playing a game within your division and you know it's within four points of each other or whatever it is, um, it, it means a lot. So can't look at the break yet. Darnell, how different does it feel like the team has been? You guys played the 13 games in 24 days. You didn't get a lot of practice time. You've now had a lot of practice time here over the last couple of weeks. Do you have a different level of energy? Do you see your team game improving because of what you're doing in practice? Yeah, energy obviously goes up when you're not uh, playing every other night. But uh, with that said, I think it, it's also given us an opportunity to kind of go back and work on our systems and uh, compete with each other. Uh, that's it's always big when you have that, that work and that uh, compete with each other on the ice and pushes you uh, into games. And we've been able to, to bring that up. People used to watch Mark Messier and Kevin Lowe go at it in practice and the level of intensity that occurred in practice. And guys would come in new to the Oilers organization and they would be in shock watching that. Is this something that we might see get pushed as the season goes on? I realize you got to, you know, make sure you still have energy for games, but do you need to maybe not necessarily increase the workload, but uh, increase the pressure during the course of practice to maybe simulate more what's happening in games? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, when you, like I was saying a little bit before, when you bring that compete to, to practice, it, it brings it out in games, and that's, 
you got to push each other first and foremost uh, in order to, to be better, and, and that uh, that'll roll over. So it's kind of like that's the uh, mindset that we've had, especially with the uh, increased amount of uh, increased amount of practice time. We got to we got to bring out the best of our of ourselves and uh, push each other to be better. How challenging is it uh, for you guys to to work with maybe two number one lines now? Leon and uh, Connor split up a bit here in practice. Well, obviously, whenever you're hit with a, a one-two threat like that, uh, it's dangerous. You know, what, what line do you try to shut down? It doesn't. Uh, you know, if you're if you're able to get a little bit of success against one line, the other line's gonna make is gonna sting you probably. So um, that's the thing with. Uh, with our team is you know, we have that we're, we're starting to see that depth especially with uh, you know one lines one and two but I mean you look throughout the lineup and you know guys like uh, she and, and Archie have been uh, playing great and uh, it's just it's all over all over throughout that four group and, and the D group continue to grind. Can't reiterate the point more. Uh, the owners had very minimal amount of practice time. What was it? 14 games over a 23-day stretch. They've got practice time now that allows the coach to, to push the envelope a bit to increase the competitiveness in practice, uh, which in turn, I think, helps the team uh, moving forward. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see how the situation plays out. The order is right there. It's a big one tomorrow against Arizona. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta about Zach Cassian, but not about Matthew Kachuk about a potential new contract. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.